Hello and welcome to the Brew News Podcast. All the news that's fit to be brewed. My name's Andrew Jennings. And I'm Travis Matherly. And today, we're going to talk about the style known as pumpkin ale. And I refuse to do a British accent for the intro, so that is still Andrew, if you are a... <laughs> we probably just lost like five listeners right there just oh, because Oh, don't of that worry. Terrible. I also refuse to do a British accent. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm not even sure where this is from. <laughs> well... As fake Andrew just said, we are doing a pumpkin beer episode this week, so this is similar to our Marzen style episode where we're not profiling a specific brewery. Instead, we're taking some time to do everybody's favorite, the pumpkin beer, because it's that time of year. Oh yes, yes, yes. We have pumpkins, we get the fall, we've done the fall beers. Uh, this it's is Halloween. Se- yeah, and this is always the second of the fall beers to me. You know, you have your Marzens, you have your Oktoberfest, you enjoy them, then you get your pumpkin ales. Yep, and just like the pumpkin spice lattes there's a ton of people who can't wait for this stuff to come out and then there's a lot of people who just wish pumpkin beer would go away yeah but as good americans i feel it is our duty to enjoy them and i also probably should explain the awful british accent at the beginning of this <laughs> so uh let's get this guy dive straight into the history of pumpkin ales and then just like our marzen episode we're going to go back and forth between drinking and uh talking about the history so the history of the pumpkin ale is America's history. This is really the, this is the true American ale, not the American IPA, not the American Pale Ale, not Sierra Nevada, but the pumpkin ale. So this is the considered the OG American beer. Uh, the problem, the reason why we have beer really, <clears throat> is because the Brits were afraid of water. Like they can't swim, or they have you ever seen a British person win an Olympic medal in swimming? Not that I'm aware of. Have you ever seen one compete? Also, not that I'm aware of. I mean, they can row. We know they're not afraid of water, but... <laughs> they're a seafaring people. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, the when the Brits were colonizing, when the British people were colonizing everywhere, everyone, I mean everyone... <laughs> everywhere and everyone. Yeah, in the uh, 15, 16, 17, 1800s, and 1900s, Africa, I forgot about that yeah. continent, they were coming from a land that was fairly polluted already. Um, the Thames in London was not really potable drinking water, so they had to... Cr- didn't have to create, but they had to mass produce beer so that they could drink something so they wouldn't die of dysentery. Yeah, so as Andrew just said, large water sources in Britain were continuously polluted and it was considered bad form not to drink beer. So that was a way for sterilizing water, yeah, making water drinkable by killing off the bacteria. Beer was used both as a nutritional supplement, a disease preventative, and a water substitute. So there is actually anecdotal evidence that the failure to establish the Roanoke Colony in North Carolina may be partially to blame on the loss of beer stores. It is the lost colony. It is not the lost brewery. Um, But yeah. (laughs) There is a, well, that's Lost Coast. Yes, that's in South Carolina too, I think. (laughs) Is it? No, that's Coast Brewing. Yeah, Lost Coast Coast is is California. Yeah, it's California. doesn't matter. (laughs) Actually, I think there is a Lost Colony Brewing now uh, out in Manio. Well, speaking of pumpkin beers and how they're the OGs, I say we go ahead and dive into the first beer of the evening. Perfect. And we'll come back to this. So the first beer tonight is actually the Rogue Pumpkin Patch Ale. It is 6.1% ABV. You're going to see a theme here. A lot of these pumpkin beers tend to be pretty low alcohol and pretty low IBU. It's only 25 IBUs. Rogue has this almost self-righteous 
complex about their pumpkin beer. They have a farm, Travis. Yeah. It's an adorable whole grain farm. <laughs> they use heirloom pumpkins. Actually, I have no yeah. idea if they do. No, Rogue... They probably do. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. Rogue plants, harvests, roasts, and brews with their own pumpkins grown in Independence, Oregon. So they pick at other breweries that use canned pumpkin or artificial pumpkin flavors. You tell me you don't use lubies in all your pumpkin beers? Never made a pumpkin beer, so no. <laughs> And with any luck, I never will. <laughs> oh, we'll give it time. <laughs> yeah. So this one... So that has a nice little spice to it. Yeah, it does, actually. Um, at, in our Sam Adams episode, we had we already, we already have already had a pumpkin beer for the year. Uh, and we talked about some of the spices that are common. So your nutmeg, your allspice, your cinnamon, a little bit of your ginger, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, this smells more cinnamony. I get a little bit of clove. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost like there's um, vanilla. That's nice. It's not nearly as spicy as it smells. No, it's, it's sweet. Most of these pumpkin beers are going to be very sweet. Yeah, and unfortunately. I think that spice actually is coming in at the back. It's like as mm-hmm. it, the pumpkin flavor initially up front, which uh, I'm not the biggest pumpkin person in the world. Like pumpkin pie, take it or leave it. Sweet potato pie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more up my alley. But uh, it kind of leaves you with like this spicy finish that... I don't know if I like. Oh, then you're going to absolutely hate the last beer we're drinking tonight. Mm. <clears throat> that's Probably what, so. If that spicy finish is not something you're feeling. Well, it's not so much that it's like spice, but it's like somebody just like you took your finger and put it in some like baking spices yeah. and then put it on your tongue. Yeah. I'll, I'll it's like that. a really dry spice. Yeah. And it's it kind of like it should be lingering in with the pumpkin to me instead of the other like being there at the end only. Yeah. Well, so getting back to the quick history of the pumpkin beer, we've talked about this before, but the four ingredients you need for beer are malted barley, mm-hmm. hops, water, and yeast. And pumpkins. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're getting there. We're still in the early 15, uh, early 1600s. We're not quite there yet. And the Brits, they did a really good job with their malted barley. They figured it out. Hops, they could grow nice golden hops. It was lovely. Yes, they were just right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, we all know I wasn't going to say it again. <laughs> and yeast, you can get yeast off any fly. Don't worry about that. Yep. Okay. And they had bread, so it was not a problem. But they come to America. When they came over here, uh, they had trouble growing their barley and their hops. Um, some of this, the British believed it was because America was too wild. Uh, the country wasn't cultivated. There was no... Nothing going on here. We can't grow our grains here because it's just nuts. They're not sophisticated like we are. Yeah. No. So, but that was actually probably more in reality was likely due to the fact that U.S. soil had not been tilled before and was too nutrient rich for delicate British crops. So our soil was too powerful for their delicate sensibilities. (laughs) More or less. (laughs) That's been... um... They planted their seeds and our freedom just choked it out. Not free yet. We're still colonies. <laughs> so they had to do something else. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why. Yes, it's because our freedom choked out the, the British uh-huh. crops. Um, but uh, the barley couldn't take. They couldn't grow the grains they needed. So they needed to find a new source of sugar. And remember, that's why barley's in beer is we need the sugars. Um, so early sources of sugar included things like corn, spruce, that's yeah. interesting that you're going to a spruce tree for sugar. Details. Uh, maple sap makes yep. sense. Well, that makes sense. Molasses. That Which is literally sense. just sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pumpkins. Um, of course, pumpkins. Why, why not pumpkins? Well, I mean, good gourd, Andrew. It's obvious. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be pumpkin pumpkin puns. Yeah. Oh, gourd, so, have mercy. Oh, good Lord. 
That's actually a beer. It, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, so before we move into why we're using pumpkins, let's go on to our second beer. Our second beer tonight, I believe, is the Shipyard Pumpkinhead. Yep. It's 4.5% ABV. Uh, we have no idea what the IBUs, but we know they're going to be in that twin... It, that 30, that 30 and less range pretty much all night. Yeah. This is a crisp and refreshing wheat ale. So it's a wheat ale with pumpkin. Yeah. So that's also pumpkin beers actually tend when you look at it to be a lot of different styles of beer. Pumpkin. We're getting there. Okay. You're ruining the okay. surprise. Okay. The suspense. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. It definitely smells like a wheat beer. I don't. <clears throat> I it's not a, nearly as spicy on the nose. No, I get a little bit. Um, this is actually one of my favorite. The Shipyard is one of my favorite uh, pumpkin beers because it's not. It's more effervescent usually. Mm-hmm. In my it opinion. is a lot lighter than that. Uh, uh, Rogue, the Rogue Pumpkin Ale was actually pretty dark for a pumpkin beer, I think. Mm-hmm. This is a little lighter. I've never actually had Shipyard Pumpkin Head, I think. To me, this is a very refreshing pumpkin beer. It's not overly spicy. Ooh. It's not overly anything. It's nice and effervescent. It's, it's light on my mouth, which when I say spice, it's not like uh, savory spices. It is a bit more spicier in that, like a, a peppery sense. That actually, I think the wheat beer, and as light as it is, actually kind of lets that allspice characteristic come through. Mm-hmm. You get the clove, you get the cinnamon, you get a little bit of vanilla, you get the nutmeg, and you get a lot more actual like pumpkin flavor mm-hmm. than necessarily in that rogue. That rogue did, but I think they roast it probably longer than this one. Yeah. And I don't know if this actually has real pumpkin in it or not. That actually, I was not expecting to like that as much. That was actually a little better, I think, than the rogue. For me, at least. See, one of my favorites. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> so let's go back to why, you know, not just what pumpkins were. We know that they're using them as sugars, uh, but the p- pumpkins are native to North America. They're no- North American squash or gourd or squash, mm-hmm. if you prefer. Uh, squash if you're from Eastern North Carolina. Yes. Uh, I don't want to. If you're squashes. You don't squash your dreams. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. But this is a, <laughs> it's a fun little gourd. Um, and it has usually has a nice orange color. Did you really just have to tell people that pumpkins were orange? Aren't you glad I did it? No. <laughs> Actually, just no. I was trying to think of a pumpkin pun to come back at you with. That. I was just too mad. No, like, because they don't. They're not always orange. Some of them are a little white. Well, they can be white, green, okay, orange. You come over from uh, Britain. You see this orange squash. A giant orange squash. Uh, yes, a large orange squash. <laughs> Thank good God. Good, good God. My God, what is that? <laughs> I've just stumbled on a pumpkin. Actually, they wouldn't even know it's called a pumpkin. Or do they name it pumpkin? I believe they they either named it pumpkin or they got it off of a uh, a name, uh, some Native American term. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, look, let's be real. I didn't get into it, that knowledge, because pumpkin itself actually is not a species. It's not, not a clear botanical definition, but instead it's a clade name for all the orange winter squashes in America. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and pumpkin is popular and readily available because it was ubiquitous. It was everywhere. It grew easily. Pumpkins grow like weeds. Rumors of a single seed growing an eight-inch thick vine with 260 gourds on it. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, that's real impressive. But that goes to show, you know, these pumpkins were crazy. Yeah. And they're also an easy substitute for barley, apples, and meat. So being a gourd, it's got starch, protein, sugars. And it's a thick, meaty, uh, I guess technically it's a fruit. It's a thick, meaty uh, substance. Um, And so what they did, instead of using the barley, instead of trying to grow grains or anything else, 
they just straight out used pumpkin for the mash. Yeah. So a true pumpkin ale, uh, at least back in the day, was just a beer that instead of using barley, you just had some pumpkin in it. And mm-hmm. you just didn't have grains. You just used your pumpkin as your sugar. Yeah, you mash the pumpkin up to create a base, and then you add your other fruits or sugar sources to this mash. Uh, common additions included the things we've talked about before, uh, a little earlier, molasses, maple syrup, and persimmons. Another North American uh, fruit. Yeah. Um, so I am going to read us a quick uh, poem about an ode to the pumpkin brewing, as one might say. If barley be bolting, ah, I'm going to try that again. Yeah, you messed that one up. Yeah, I did. If barley be wanting to make malt, we must be content and think it's no fault. For we can make liquor to sweeten our lips of pumpkin and parsnips and walnut tree chips. Parsnips? Oh, well, I guess that's a root vegetable. So yeah, and, and walnut tree chips? I can't believe you didn't stop on that one. <laughs> that one just seems really odd. <laughs> walnut tree chips. I don't even know how you would use that in beer making. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> after that rousing open mic poem session that we just listened this to. This is a real poem. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's time to move on to our third beer of the evening. This is the Foothills Pumpkin Ale. So Foothills Pumpkin Ale, actually, as far to my knowledge, it replaced the Cottonwood Pumpkin Ale. I have not seen the Cottonwood this year, so my assumption is yeah, yes. And I haven't either, but this one kind of like sidetracking. I went on to Untapped just to see when the last Cottonwood check-in was. It was this year. Did someone have, like... Like, I don't is know it like me where you like randomly find a beer that's like six years old? And you're See, like, oh, I yeah, don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna know. It's like people have checked in Cottonwood this year, but I was almost 100% I wonder sure. if it's a brewery release, like a brewery special or something. You know, I, I'm going to look it up and while we do, I'll okay. let you give some notes on this. Fair thing. enough. So the uh, Foothills Pumpkin Ale is 5.7% ABV, 5 IBUs. That may be generous. Uh, we believe this replaced the Cottonwood Pumpkin Ale and it uses traditional spices along with caramel malts. So... It's not just going to have pumpkin in the base, but it's going to have caramel malts, similar to like a Marzen beer. Um, they do uh, brag that they use real pumpkin. Yay! Not just pumpkin spiced. Um, and it is a crisp, dry ale. And Cottonwood is listed as no longer in production. Okay. So it did replace the famous Cottonwood, which my wife loved Cottonwood, so that's a blow for her. I'm betting money that it's more or less the exact same beer. Probably. Yeah. So this one has a little bit more um, pumpkin spice nose to it than the uh, Shipyard. Yeah, that's a lot. Especially that's going more towards the uh, Rogue. Yeah, and this is darker than the Shipyard. Um, the Rogue was the darkest beer we've drank in so far. This comes in as the second darkest, and the third, of course, is the Shipyard. Um, but dark doesn't really describe... I mean, these are light beers. At best are amber light. Oh, yeah. Like an amber ale at darkest. Yeah, these are... Pumpkin beers are typically pretty light, although we are going to have a couple of darker ones here later on. Woo-hoo! That? It's nice. It's, it's clean. It's clean, but it's doing that same thing that Rose did, where it leaves me with like all of that spice just sitting on my palate at the end. Yeah, I can see that. And it feels like it's drying my mouth out and like a chemically way yeah. almost so here's the here's gonna be a big problem with us drinking a bunch of pumpkin beers tonight because everyone makes a pumpkin spice ale which <clears> means <throat> we're gonna have a lot of pumpkin spice in our mouth and yeah. they're all gonna start blending in so the little subtle nuances of each uh brewery's pumpkin is maybe a touch difficult to discern hmm. yeah i think the shipyard's still winning so far that one may be behind rogue okay Okay, I'll tell I you. just yeah I don't know I didn't really care for that one as much and normally I love everything Foothills does, 
Uh, so anyways, back to the history of the pumpkin beer. Originally, pumpkin beer would not have been spiced like we enjoy today. So I think that's an important thing to talk about is the fact that a lot of people, I think, have like this just thought in their head that pumpkin beer, when they hear the word pumpkin something, they automatically think pumpkin spice. Right. And they don't think, oh, a beer actually made with pumpkin instead of a beer that says it's a pumpkin beer that has all of these spices in it. And I don't like the spices, so I don't like pumpkin beer. When in reality, you could actually like a pumpkin beer if mm-hmm. it wasn't so heavily spiced. So uh, someone that has made a pumpkin beer, a true pumpkin beer, a beer that tastes like pumpkin, it was one year. I don't know if they've done it since or before. My, one of my first pumpkin beers was actually the Harvest Time by Big Boss. The first time I had it, it was really heavily spiced. It was delicious. It tasted just like I was drinking liquid pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Or at least the way my grandmother makes pumpkin pie, that particular varietal. Um, pumpkin pies come in a variety of different, I guess, depending on your grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes differently. Uh, but they're all more or less in the same plate of pies. You would not uh, miss a pumpkin pie for another pumpkin pie. The next year, I got harvest time thinking, I'm, oh yeah, it's going to be the same. It's going to be delicious. I popped that thing. It tasted like a pumpkin. Hmm. Like, you know, like, um, you know, just like a pumpkin pudding or something. No spices or anything. It was just like a true pumpkin. And at the time, I couldn't appreciate it. Now, I hope they've kept that up because if so... That's a true pumpkin ale. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like I would enjoy a lot of these pumpkin beers. And I don't get me wrong. There's a handful that I like and that I go to mm-hmm. because it's that time of year. It's fall. Your Oktoberfests are gone. Mm-hmm. It's not quite stout porter season yet. Pumpkin beers can be all right. I'll drink a few here and there. I don't necessarily reach for it as much. But, uh, yeah, I feel like... If people did it with less spice, trying to be more like a pumpkin pie or a pumpkin spiced beer, I would probably enjoy them more. Okay. Well, before we talk about the fall of the pumpkin beer, let us get our next beer. This is the Southern Tier Pumpkin. Yep. It's an eight 8.6%. Don't want to shortchange it that one no. tenth percent. Um, <laughs> so that is a jump yeah. from what a lot of the other beers are. Yeah, yeah. This is over 8% alcohol, 30 IBUs, and it is an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Yep, it is deep copper color with medium carbonation, a multi sweetness, vanilla, clove, allspice, cinnamon, nutmeg, and pie crust flavors. It has pumpkin, pie spices, buttery crust, vanilla, and roasted pecans on the nose. I will definitely give you that buttery crust. Yeah, that smells exactly like uh, pie crust. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that is extremely buttery. Mm hmm. It's. It's not like a Chardonnay is buttery. It's like your... It's like a shortbread. Yeah, like you're, you're shortening it. See, that kind of like maybe vanilla playing with that as well there, because I vanilla. can't really get any much else on the nose. That kind of overpowers it for me. It's buttery crust. It's like a vanilla vanilla crust, really. Uh, may, I may be able to pick up... Oh, God. <laughs> is that a pass for you? Yeah, good night. That is a very interesting beer. So I've had Southern Tier Pumpkin before. I've checked it in, mm-hmm. and I think my review of it was not flattering. Uh, let's see here. I said, well, all I said was, meh, not my favorite. We did have one friend, though, who uh, said it through like, uh, tasted like cheap sorority house throw up with vodka thrown in it. Wow. <laughs> I think people either. Who's eating sorority house vodka? Vomit. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's my bigger question yeah, here. <laughs> people either tend to really love or hate pumpkin beers it seems like you get some people who like pumpkin is 
But this doesn't taste like anything we've tasted tonight. And I don't think it's going to taste like anything else we taste tonight. No, it is really malty. Yeah. The buttery crust flavors. It's overpowering. Yeah, it, that's like all your pumpkin spice goes away. The vanilla might be the only other thing I get, but you don't get pumpkin at all. In this. It's, uh, there's some weird like cloying. Ooh, I used a good word tonight. Yeah, uh, cloying like, sweetness. Yeah, on the back end that I'm just not a huge fan of. Yeah, that is... Uh, that is really sweet, and it's not a pumpkin it's caramel not, sweetness. It's not pumpkin pie. It's not like a pumpkin, the fruit either, the gore either. It's, it's like you ate just the crust of it yeah. with like a fleck of pumpkin on it, and it was like ultra buttery. It's like someone baked a pumpkin pie, scraped out all the innards, and handed you the crust and <laughs> well, said, here, enjoy this. And you're like, wait, I'm missing... Like, like, uh, Sarah, I'm uh, missing uh, the thing that I'm supposed to all have. The, all the custard. Um, if you could, could you bring that back, please. And it's like the guy from Office Space. I'm like, can you copy the pie? That was my pumpkin. That's why I pie, pie. If I don't get my pie filling, I'm going to burn the place. I down. know that Pumpkin actually, uh, Southern Tier makes the a, Warlock. Well, Warlock, which is just a stout, right? Yeah. That it's one, an Imperial stout. Uh, it's an Imperial. Oh, it's not a pumpkin beer. They do have a, they have another pumpkin beer. They have the pumpkin and then they have another one. I think the other one is better. Yeah. And they also make a variant of pumpkin with cold pressed coffee. That would be good. Uh, I could see that working well. I don't know how like, well it would well, work like, in this. Yeah, I think it could, it could work. Like a nice coffee with um, with that... Some bitterness to cut that... Yeah, with that buttery that butteriness. Like it's you're d- dipping a piece of coffee cake in your coffee. I could see that working really well. I honestly actually tried to find some, but mm-hmm. I was unable to because only a couple of places around here get it, and they only get a handful of it, and yeah. I did not make it in time. Yeah, Southern Tier is out of upstate New York, Um which is weird because they're called Southern Tier. So I've always expected, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're like Virginia. No, they're <laughs> New York. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the fall of pumpkin beer. Since the time we're colonized to now, we've figured out how to grow grain in America. Yeah. Well, you start farming, so you get agricultural and production. Then you kind of like, okay, now we have the land tilled. We've grown a few crops. Now we can grow these other things. Barley and malt. And- yeah. So uh, the pumpkin actually fell out of style, um, and it really fell hard on its face in the 1800s. This was because um, there was a huge influx of German immigrants, and they brought with them their German lagers, mm-hmm. and they became extremely popular. And you can try one of your very own German lagers today by going to literally anywhere and buying a Budweiser. <laughs> Or yeah. a Miller, or a Milwaukee's best. So German loggers came and they stayed, and and because we of, are not comparing those those brands to a true German lager. We are saying that's what happened in America. Yeah, and <laughs> as we've mentioned in previous episodes, and as a lot of you know, German purity laws, which uh, what are those? Are they the 15, 15, 16 15, purity laws? Fifteen, sixteen purity laws. Pumpkins don't play into those purity laws in the slightest. In their defense. Pumpkins were not discovered before 1516 to the Germans. They did not know about pumpkins by 1516. Had they? I highly doubt they still would have put yeah, it they in still the wouldn't have been involved. <laughs> um, so with that, pumpkin ales essentially disappeared from the early 1800s until 1986. And that was thanks to Buffalo Bill's Brewery out of Hayward, California. It is the oldest brew pub in the U.S. and the third post-prohibition brewery. 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 See, I just gave it that second. You say brewery too many times and it really starts to sound funny like the other words. Brewery. 
Um, and Buffalo Bills is actually cre- uh, credited with creating three different styles of beer. The Amber Ale, the Double IPA, and the Pumpkin Ale. Mm-hmm. Their first Pumpkin Ale brewed was a true Pumpkin Ale based on a recipe studies from George Washington. So sort of like the stuff Dogfish Head does where they're... They reached old, back in time. Yeah, and they found something. Because, you know, Washington being one of our founding fathers, he was brewing beer. He had a lot of beer he brewed. Uh, not a lot of it was good. And most of his beers, he didn't really have recipes. Uh, he sort of wrote some stuff down. But if you ever find one of his old recipes, you're going to be like, and I do what now? <laughs> um, this says something, something barley until the the cow comes home. Did the cow come home at five or six? Like, I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> you're like any good Southern chef, Andrew. You just cook it until it feels right. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, that brings us to our next beer. Our next beer is the Elysian Dark Knife. It is a 4.2% alcohol, not applicable IBUs. I don't know if it's NA because they don't exist or NA because... Not available. Uh, I'm going to go with applicable because it's a pumpkin. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is a pumpkin schwarz beer. Yes. So this one is actually very exciting for us and that is why we grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is made with pale Munich, roasted barley, and dark malts. And that is all the information I have on that beer. And I am not sure how I feel about this one off the nose. I, uh, if, you, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, or even if you're not, you're about to find out. So, we love Schwartz beers. We yes, we do. big fans of them. This is like my Graceland, sir. <laughs> what? I would say big fans, and for some reason, Ace Ventura popped in my head when he goes to see Roy <laughs> Ray Finkel. <laughs> I don't... I, uh, we I, can cut that out. No, we can't. <laughs> People seem to like our banter. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure what that's about. I don't know that I've gotten any feedback on our banter. <laughs> Uh, that smells weird. kind of like a Schwarzbier, but yeah, you can tell something's different about it. It's not like a typical, although it does have that like slightly bitter coffee smell on the back end, like faint. Well, it's definitely a Schwarzbier. It tastes like a Schwarzbier, but it does mm-hmm. not, to me, it doesn't smell like one. I'm expecting more of a coffee roastiness to it. and I think that's probably getting the pumpkin the pumpkin may be messing with Muting it. Muting it a little bit. Yeah. Pumpkin is not an overly strong um, flavor in the first place. And I actually don't get really any pumpkin flavor on that no, whatsoever. No spices, no nothing. Yeah. It's, I mean, for a Schwarzbier, it's all right. Yeah. For a Schwarzbier, yeah. But for a pumpkin beer, it's, there's no pumpkin. I mean, the label is literally a pumpkin with eyes on like a knife coming at it. Yeah. Like a horror movie. I got nothing. I really... I was expecting a lot more. I'm a little disappointed in that one because that was one of the ones I was most excited about, too. That's kind of got this lingering bitterness. Oh, well, it's back to the, that, Yeah, that, back that was... Uh, <laughs> man, that one was a bust, actually. Yeah. I mean, I drink it because it's a Schwarzbier, but I if you drink it were telling me to drink it because it's a pumpkin beer, yeah, then no. I'd because be very confused. If you handed that to me and said, this is a pumpkin Schwarzbier, I'd say, um, I'm not certain about that. I think you got half of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. The second half. <laughs> but uh, since 1986, uh, so we moved back to, I guess, more recent past. Yeah. Um, about the year we were born, years we were born. Speak for yourself. I was, yes, I was born in 87. But since 86, um, most a lot of breweries have come out with some sort of seasonal pumpkin ale. Um, and they release it in the fall. So this is essentially, I'm going to say it. This is America's Oktoberfest beer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, actually, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, but in most modern breweries, they're not using pumpkin as the sole grain source, as the sole sugar source. They're using it more like a specialty grain. So instead of making this a true pumpkin ale where it's 
you know, just pumpkin as your mash, and then you add maybe some molasses for a little bit more sweetness, and then your hops and your your um, bittering agents and all that. Uh, they usually do it alongside more common barleys and common malts. So that's why we saw even with the uh, foothills, we'll use a caramel malt, and that's going to be more of your base. Yeah, and so it's kind of the same thing we said before. If you're using actual pumpkin, it's one thing, but you see a lot of these companies that put pumpkin beers out probably in September like early September, late August even. I've seen them as early as August sometimes. Yeah. Like some people already go ahead and like release their pumpkin beers. That's kind of one way that you know that they're using canned pumpkin or fake pumpkin. And that's going back to Rogue. Like that's one of the things that they always tout like on their Instagram and social media. They're like, you may see other people releasing their pumpkin beers. Ours isn't out yet because we haven't harvested our pumpkins because it's not actually pumpkin season yet. Yeah. So, but because it is an ale, you can brew it in about two weeks. Yep. Uh, you can have the whole thing done and bottled in three weeks. So I say to let it be in the season it's supposed to be. Yeah. Instead of releasing it alongside <clears throat> Oktoberfests. You can release them alongside Oktoberfest, but you also shouldn't be releasing Oktoberfest in August. True that. But Oktoberfest, because it's uh, because of the style, you could just brew it earlier and it'll be fine because you're not doing anything specialty grain-wise or spe- specialty uh, mm-hmm. barley-wise. <sighs> Anyways, now that we're off our soapboxes, uh, pumpkin beers now come in a variety of styles, including ales, wheat beers, porters, and stouts. Personally, I prefer the porters and stouts, they, but that the pale pump- ale so far is winning tonight. Yeah. Well, the pumpkin does well. Or the wheat, I'm sorry. The wheat, the wheat beer, yeah, from uh, Shipyard. Um, so the pumpkin does well with those heavier things, especially if you're spicing it. Mm-hmm. Like a heavier stout or the uh, porters. Those take the spices well. better than a pale ale. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of like where it gets overpowering. Yeah, so speaking of uh, beers that are spiced well, let's hope this is spiced well. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is our uh, another beer from Elysian. Uh, this is the... Puncachino. The Puncachino. And I bought it almost solely for the name. And as most of our listeners probably know, we are avid coffee addicts. This is a <laughs> 5.0% ABV, no IBUs available, coffee pumpkin ale. It is a pumpkin ale with the attitude of a world weary barista. And honestly, it smells like mm-hmm. I asked for a pumpkin latte from a world weary barista. <laughs> <laughs> Elysian says this packs a short shot of Stumptown coffee toddy with hints of cinnamon and nutmeg. Oh, that smells like coffee. It does. So it smells like sweeter coffee. It does. Like I said, it smells it's, like a pumpkin It smells latte. like a cappuccino. Yeah, yeah like a, pump, a pumpkin cappuccino, pumpkin latte. A pumpkin Pumpkin yeah, exactly. Aptly named. Yeah, so we know this is also not a true pumpkin ale because they give us their malt bill, which is really nice of them. Pale, brown, biscuit, C77 crystal, chocolate, and kiln coffee malts. Yep. And then the uh, German Northern Brewer. I don't know what that is. If that's a malt or if they have a German Northern Northern German Brewer. <laughs> ah, yes, his name is Hans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't name him, but at least you can't name him, but we, we know Hans personally. Yeah. Uh, it says German Northern, Brew- Northern Brewer lends a touch of bitterness with lactose providing sweetness. So there is lactose in here, which is um, why you're getting that sweet smell. Uh, very, yeah, because that, that does lend itself really well. It smells like... Actually, you know what it more smells like because it's got the cinnamon and the spices in it. It smells like raw sugar, like turbinado. I don't know. I'm drinking. Or like brown sugar. Uh, yeah, I guess like brown sugar, yeah. Um, so they brag that they have three pumpkin additions in this. They have it in the mash, the kettle, and the fermenter. Oh. And I don't... That was actually... Holy crap. I'm not sure where the pumpkin is, but this beer is really good. <laughs> Damn, that's good. <laughs> Travis is having himself a time right now, and I can say this... Um, 
I'm still I'm gonna still hunt around and root around in this this flavor for a pumpkin, but man, it's a good beer. I think the pumpkin flavor is a little muted. Think, yeah, I think it, I agree with that. I'll get, I'll get. And you get more of the coffee and more of the lactose with that sugary taste, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's funny because that smells super sweet, but that's not nearly as sweet as uh, what was it? The pumpkin. Yes, that is not nearly as sweet as the pumpkin, and it's balanced just right. They're right though because it is like just a hint of bitterness in there that helps to cut that sweetness through. Yeah. I'm having a hard time finding the pumpkin. You said it's a good beer. It is sweet mm-hmm. though. That lactose is. Uh, I'm not sure if they needed to add the lactose. Yeah, but I think that kind of without the lactose, I think you would lose that cappuccino flavor, and it might be too bitter. I get uh, well. Uh, you would just need to roast pumpkin. Yeah. A little longer to get the sugars out of it. And fun fact: while I was researching these beers to put them in here, so Elysian has. The two that we've tried tonight. The Dark Knife and mm-hmm. the Punkachino. They also have another one that I could have grabbed. I can't remember the name of it, but it's got an owl on the front of it. Alarming. Well, this is alarming. When I typed in Elysian, and I typed in Pumpkin, 40 different beers came up. A lot of which are still in production. They brew a crap ton of pumpkin beers. Why? I don't I don't know. I, I can't. I can understand two or three. You I could brew, get four. You brew this coffee ale, you brew the Schwartz beer, you brew a traditional pumpkin ale, and you maybe brew an imperial pumpkin ale. Literally, if you type in Elysian on Untapped, or go to their brewery on Untapped, and then type in the word pumpkin, it came up with like 40 plus results. Huh. And it's insane. That seems a little bit overkill. Yeah. Uh, just a touch. Uh. But this so far... Okay, if we're going based solely on pumpkin, this isn't winning the night for pumpkin, right. but it's winning the night for me because it's a really good beer. It's a good beer, yeah. So that sort of brings us to the end of the history of the pumpkin beer. Um, the pumpkin beers themselves, they're not pumpkin anymore. They're pumpkin pie. We're getting pumpkin spice, I guess, if you want to go the Starbucks route. That's what we have now. We don't, Unfortunately, we don't have true pumpkin beers. So I think we might be ready for our last beer. Ugh. Do we have to? We do. All right. <laughs> I well, would have voted against uh, buying this beer, but... <laughs> you specifically mentioned it in an earlier episode. I also mentioned pumpkin ale. Well, it wasn't out when we bought the beers. I could have bought it today. another time. Yeah, today, but uh, that would have made eight beers for tonight. That's true. And many. three of these are bombers. Yeah. <laughs> so if you need to drink a pumpkin beer, come join us tonight. Yeah. Both the Elysians <laughs> and the Rogue are bombers, so... Um, our last beer of the evening is the New Belgium Atomic Pumpkin. So if you remember from our New Belgium episode, Pump Kick was the old New Belgium pumpkin beer. Like Foothills, New Belgium replaced Pump Kick, which was a nice pumpkin beer oh, with some cran- so good. cranberry. The cranberry tartness on the back end just really brought that beer home. <clears throat> and so and they, it was a light beer, too. Like You could was. drink a lot of those. Yeah, it was a really good beer. So they brought out this thing. Um, it is in a uh, IPA. It's an atomic pumpkin, and it yeah. it's six point four percent ABVs, ten IBUs. It's a pumpkin ale with cinnamon and habanero chili peppers. I haven't had this year's, so I don't know if they've changed the mm-hmm. flavor at all. But and last this year's is... was. <laughs> oh. I should say that this is the Voodoo Atomic Pumpkin. So this is actually because it's an IPA. They housed it under their Voodoo Ranger series, yep. which we profiled in the New Belgium episode that's like 
the character that houses yeah. their IPA line within the company. Andrew? They didn't change the recipe. <laughs> it smells good. It's, it smells good. You can smell the chilies, though. And it doesn't smell that bad. Um, if you eat a lot of chilies, you'll know habanero, um, What typically, at least for me, I'm not a huge fan of the habanero flavor. No. But what also gets me with the habaneros is they have a, a latent kick. Mm-hmm. And this beer exhibits that to a T. <laughs> On purpose, probably. <laughs> so that's actually a pretty decent pumpkin flavor up front, though. It really is. Um, the they did with a good amount of cinnamon. They didn't overdo it on the spices. Right. I really mm. wish they had stuck with the pump kick. Um, just it, the the yeah. cranberry worked really well with the spicing they had. Yeah. Um, the habanero. What gets me is the back end of this beer. Have another sip. You look. You look like you're questioning it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not really getting, like, I can feel the slightest tingle, but it's nothing outrageous. I mean, this doesn't even taste as spicy as the La Pinguina. How do you remember what the La Pinguina tastes like? I just remember it was a chili beer. (laughs) Speaking of that, random factoid, since we mentioned that, remember how we talked about how chocolate sombrero needed to be aged or something done to it? Yeah. Well, besides the fact that we did find out that they did do a tequila barrel variant of that, like, four years ago... La Pinguina uses chocolate sombrero as the base. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a habanero chili beer with whatever else they put in La Pinguina, mm-hmm. but it's chocolate sombrero at its oh, base. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fun fact. Oh, there we go. We've learned something new today. Well, I, I honestly, you had me terrified to try this beer. I don't think the back end's as bad as it was last year, but... Oh. Walking it, back your statements now, are we? I mean, look... This is beer seven. Spicy pumpkin ale. That's all I've heard. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not my favorite. I didn't say you had to like it, but it's not spicy. All right, have fun. (laughs) I'll drink it for you tonight. That's fine. I don't. I don't. I purposely don't get this beer anymore. So um, that's fine. You can have the uh, Southern Tier Pumpkin. That's fine. I actually like that one. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, that pretty much wraps it up. That is all of our beers. Okay, now that I took a big gulp, I'm getting a little more. There it is. (laughs) But it's still not bad. But it's coming through a little more. The more you drink, the spicier it gets. It's not what I... Well, my biggest gripe with it is it's not what I want out of a pumpkin beer. It's unique, and yeah. it's not... Yeah, yeah, like anything with New Belgium, it's not poorly made. It's just not something I want. I, I don't, don't think want. anybody asked for chilies in their pumpkin beer. Correct. I mean, <laughs> I personally don't often ask for as much sweetness as gets put in, pump, gets put in pumpkin beers, but uh, I can live with it because that's what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting this chili. Um, I had a, a few years ago. We had we went to Natty Green's, uh, their old Raleigh Brew Pub for mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Man, that was a few years ago. That thing's been closed for like three years. Oh no, it's been closed longer than that. We went in. We had just gotten married, so it was 2011, um, or maybe it was 2012. Doesn't matter. But we went and, gosh, they had a some like jalapeno porter. Their Old Town Brown. They had done it with peppers of some sort. I think it was cayenne or habanero or something. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Either way, it was their Old Town Brown. You had that good flavor up front, and mm-hmm. then that peppery kick on the back end. I paid for one of those. I drank four of those that night. Ugh. And it's just one of those things with my beer. I don't like. I don't mind spice in my beer. I really would like. Honestly, I think that beer blended with the um, Punkachino would actually be pretty good, because mm-hmm. the sweetness from the Punkachino, the lactose, would really balance out some of that on the back end. Because the Punkachino to me was a little sweet. This is a little spicy. Mix them together, probably make a pretty good beer. Might actually be good to cut the sweetness in the pumpkin. Yeah, it probably would, wouldn't do bad. 
We can try that here in a little bit. Yeah. Once we go beyond the brew. <laughs> yeah. Once we go off 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 mic. That's an off yeah. mic. Mike. Once we uh, start making our own cocktails here. So, Andrew, thoughts on the pumpkin beer? They are a good seasonal treat. I wish people would do a little bit more traditional style. However, I understand why they don't because people are expecting pumpkin pie. Yeah. I think, honestly, for me, pumpkin beer is one of those things people either love it or hate it. I'm willing to try them, but then even when you get down in the specific beers, people seem like, okay, I like pumpkin beers, but I hate these pumpkin beers. Yeah. Like, people hate, like, Blue Moon's Pumpkin Patch or Harvest Pumpkin Harvest. Is it because it's Blue Moon? Probably. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, you get, like, people get really divided on, like, the shipyard, the southern tier, all these really big pumpkin beers. Yeah. People have the one that they like, and they don't drink any others. I would suggest that you get out there and try the different ones because there's so many different styles that fall under the pumpkin beer umbrella. But if you can, buy singles. Yes, definitely buy singles. Don't commit to a sixer if you don't know what it tastes like. Because if you bought the Atomic Pumpkin or, say, the Southern Tier, you might be sorely disappointed. So what was your favorite pumpkin beer tonight? Oh... Yeah, I, I specified pumpkin because we can agree the Elysians are not really pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, the Elysians are not really pumpkin, so Punkatino is going to win for the evening for me as far as just beer. Uh, as far as pumpkin ale goes, honestly, I think the Shipyard was the best out of the ones we tried. Sweet. It's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. I've, other than that, the Atomic Pumpkin, eh, not really. The Rogue Pumpkin Patch is a little overly spiced and so was the foothills which is disappointing because i feel like cottonwood had it right yeah, yeah. In, in their old beer and then pumpkin is just always ugh, i do not care for that one at all <laughs> well that was great um thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you next week yeah thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show see you next time thank you for listening to this week's brew news if you enjoyed the show please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on we value your feedback, and it also helps the show reach more viewers. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries, or with a brewery and would like to join us, feel free to tweet at or follow us on Twitter, at brew underscore news. On Untapped, Travis is Mather Nuts, and Andrew is Tuba Steve. We're on Instagram, at brewnewspod, and you can visit our website, brewnewspod.com, where we will post our tasting and episode notes. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week to look at another exciting brewery. Cheers! Have you ever wondered how you could join the Brew News crew? We'll swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod and you can join us. We have three different tiers for all of our patrons. At the logger level, you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes. At the IPA level, you get early access to our podcast episodes, but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew. And you get special video presentations, including our Beer Miss Special. At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew.